All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, get ready. We're here at the Roy and Jimmy thing. Get ready to rock. Get ready to roll. The moment you've all been waiting for. We got hot, sexy Roy and Jimmy. Hell yeah. Monday night, chaoticradio.com, Roy and Jimmy thing, welcome in. My name is Roy Brewster and this is... I am Jimmy Shaw, it is Monday night, it's your Monday night guys, we're on chaoticradio.com, the Roy and Jimmy thing, again, thank you for listening. Thank you, phone number free to call if you want, 909-360-8330, give us a shout, we've got a lot of stuff going on tonight, so um, we're going to get rocking pretty quick well we're gonna go through our usual stuff we got uh things to catch up on things to recap and uh talk about things to look forward to look forward to is the big one absolutely uh big shout out to uh the legacy room we had our our monthly show just this last saturday so a big shout out to uh jim and sheila and paul out there they're always great to us we had a great show out there uh shout out to our comics we had out there we had uh martin montana hilarious uh, great to finally meet him. Uh, Leanne Tucker, uh, she rocked it out. Our buddy from the show here, Ryan Reeves, came out there and did his stuff, which was just hilarious. And our, our surprise headliner, uh, Charlene May. And she's a bitty. What did she say? Four foot eleven? Four foot eleven. Uh, a bitty, but man, she, she headlined and just really brought the house down. So big shout out to you guys. Shout out to everyone who came out there and uh, again to the Legacy Room. We'll be back uh, April 8th. It's our next show. Yes. The eighth. Start looking now. Start looking. Load it up. Make your plans. Do it now. Do it now. It, uh, great venue. Great time. Um, yeah. So that's coming up. That is uh, April eighth. That's a Saturday. Yes. And we're we're doing it again. Yes. We, we're gonna start. We're gonna. Uh, should we just start early? No, we got we got guests in. We're gonna we're, go. We're, let's, do, let's do our stuff. Okay. We'll do that. Yeah. Because we'll talk about the other show then. How was your week? Our, my week was good. Yes. Yeah. I had something to say and I totally forgot. Did you really? Yeah. Stage fright. I was I was ready. I was ready to talk about something too. Uh, new it. phone holder for your car? Was that it? Yeah, yeah. Because of the law, yeah, yeah, law. So I got a cell phone holder for the old. Uh, and those are hard to shop for. I mean, me and you went shopping last month for that. <laughs> we went on a Saturday, Jimmy and I. Don was out of town. Ari was out of town. Jimmy and I. I don't even know why we started hanging out that day. Just in case there's a couple people from out of state, California law at the first, you cannot handle your cell phone device while driving or even in the car at all so the even if you look at a text or a notification you can't pick up your phone yeah you can't say it was ways or something like that anymore exactly even with your navigation you cannot pick up your phone with your hand it is the law so now everyone's just making money on all these uh cell phone holders they got the the vent holders they've got the cigarette type uh the lighter holders uh the one roy has the adhesive one uh so we went shopping yeah we went to uh but three wow. or four places. We went to like Radio Shack. They do still exist. Um, the what, Shack. AutoZone or something, and 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 Pep Boys and Pep the, Boy. Hey, I'm going to say something right now. They're going to get mad at us. Pep Boys. Are Pep Boys doing anything with their thing Thursday? No. Good. Pep Boys now sucks so bad. It was awful. Pep Boys used to be. <laughs> I like how we checked first. Yeah. To make sure you have to. Pep Boys used to be 
more than getting your disc brakes. They, it was like shopping. It was yeah. like, let's say, a mini Walmart. They had all, all these all different the garbage. Stuff, uh, the, the floor mats, the air fresheners, the stereos, the tires, the wheels, you know, rims, uh, customized stuff, batteries. I mean, the place was just full. Even had a performance section, nuts and bolts. Holly, Edelbrock. Uh, just uh, all, all of it. All this stuff. Not anymore. More than say AutoZone more than O'Reilly I'm just saying if Manny Moe and Jack were still kicking they'd be pissed they wouldn't be happy so we go in there going well of course we're going to go to Pep Boys they've got everything nope got the, nothing the, the, the one out here is maybe a quarter the size it used to be two rows and that's it everything else is just counter stuff so we, we left yeah we left we got curious to see what the one where Thomas used to work is like now because that uh, was a huge place I want to drive by and see what it's like yeah it was huge and we can probably see Dennis while we're there yeah but, but there was so none of that accessories there so we end up going to AutoZone, and Roy bought everything we found. <laughs> I did, and then I walked back in the door and replayed and, and refunded him. Refunded said, and did it, it again. which is the best way to go. You don't yeah. want to go all the way home. No, come back and try. Roy, open the box, put it in. Nope, box back in. Receipt. We did. A, I I thought for sure your card would just get stalled for being like a fraud. You know, fraud alert or something like that. You were you were coming in and out so many times. With like half an hour, you had four purchases. So we we got done with it. Found nothing we wanted, but we finished out the day strong. Yeah, because Roy looked at me and goes, "You want a hot dog?" <laughs> and there was Wiener Schnitzel right there. Said, yep. So I hung with my boy for about two hours. We killed it with some chili dogs. It was a beautiful. And day. we were charitable because we went outside and ate and right? got the five for five dollars. And this this homeless guy came up and. You know, I rolled my eyes like, here we go. He goes, I, I don't want anything. I just got out of jail. I'm just con- I just want a hot dog. So I gave him a hot dog. And he was even kind enough to walk away and eat it. He didn't yeah. like scarf it right there going, oh, that was good. Looks like the other one you have too. I thought he was going to go to the like bushes and throw it away, but he went over there and kind of stood in the parking lot, ate it by himself, and polite. then off he went. Yeah, polite, and then he was on his way. Yeah, I would have gave him another hot dog. Oh, I would have gave him, sure. Yeah, all right. So he did that. I don't, That wasn't this weekend. That was a couple weekends ago, but that was a lot of fun. Yeah, so we did that. So uh did that. Um, then I, uh, oh, I, here's what I did. There it is. Okay. Uh, you know, everyone's doing everything online from uh, shopping, dating, and all this uh, social media. Um, there's also the, the buying and the selling. You have uh, Let Go, Craigslist, Offer Up. Offer Up. I'm big offer. I'm a big seller and offer up. Yeah, I used to be until everyone just the people just like to mess with you. Did you know? On, did you know on Facebook you can sell now? Yeah, too many things. But yeah, they have the yeah. forms there. But offer up people. If you're selling something, people like to mess with you. They like to tell you when they're coming and they don't show up. I haven't had that problem. Oh, I went through a run and I was ready. Oh. So don't, mad. Don't get you going. So anyway, so I'm browsing. There's a few things. There, there's stuff that we all shop for that we don't need but we like to see what's out there okay i like looking at dodge ram trucks just to see what's out there okay okay so uh ran across a yellow one pretty reasonable price i'm like yeah i'm gonna check this thing out nice pictures so gave the guy a call first of all no one's there when they say they're going to be there i'll be there at 12 drove all the way out there then he hits me up and says well i'm stuck in traffic i won't be out there at three Fine. But it's my, a lot of traffic, 12 to 3. Yeah, on a Sunday. Yeah, okay. Um, but the truck was there. Well, a, a yellow truck was there. And he said his wife would show it. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not going to knock on the door. What it was was it was a yellow Dodge truck, but it wasn't the picture. Oh. This one was a Rumblebee in the picture, but this one had a Rumblebee aftermarket sticker. Oh, was, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. It wasn't the, the Rumblebee logo. It was a Stinger Bee. Yeah. You know? And the interior looked nothing like the picture. So, guess what I did? What was that? I reported that shit. 
Oh, you're such a dick. No, he's a dick. All right, I get it. I let it go for like two days. And then today I was browsing through and there it was again. I'm like, you know what? Boom. Picture was not of the actual truck. That's what you are. You're just a trendsetter. You're 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 like I so you're you're like the what do you call that person that that oh my god, it just left me. Citizens arrest? No, no. Citizens arrest. I think you're watch. No, 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 no. A vigilante. Yes. Yes, see, here, here's here's the thing. Here's how, here's how my life has changed. Okay, my temper used to be over big heavy things. Okay, get so mad, right? I'm so mellow on heavy things now. I say you wrecked my car. I'm going to say, are you okay? Is everyone okay? I'll call the insurance company. We'll take. Well, when we wrecked my truck, okay, it was like, oh, okay, oh boy, yeah, that, that one hurt. Is everyone okay? We good? Everyone's going to live? Fine. You know what? I'm going to have to get another truck. We're going to have to move on. This was traumatic. It's over. But if I stub my toe. Or I can't find my wallet, I lose my shit. Lose it. And then traffic and uh, police, I think police just start pulling people over for the small stuff again. Changing lanes without a turn signal. Not well, stopping correctly. Whatever you, want to, whatever you want to get mad at. It's, That's it's where I'm at there. So, anyways, we let all these little things go. Then we start letting the big things go. That's my moral to the story. That was, that was a long road to hoe there, there, Jimmy. It's... <laughs> Is that a little thing? You're going to get mad at me now? Yeah, I'll get mad. That's what at, I was uh, trying to do. I'll get mad. But anyway, so I, I, I reported someone to let go. Good. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad you did. Yeah, it ain't right. I sold a bunch of stuff to let go. I didn't have any I, problems. I drove all the way out there. You're the one who put it up. I didn't do shit. Well, I'm, I'm glad you, you felt that you had to do that. You took care of it. I'm Hell glad. yeah, I took care of it. Good. Then I stopped at Target on the way here. Stop at Target on the way here. And then my pet thief, I saw the sign. It says, are you bag reusable ready? You know, we got to buy our bags. And yeah, Roy knows where I said. Yeah, we know, we know you. You know where I'm at with that. And that, that almost ruined my mood for the show. But it didn't. Almost. All right. Well, that's good. I didn't almost do, did. I didn't, I didn't do a damn thing this week. You didn't do nothing exciting? No. no. I bowled good Sunday. Well, there you go. You did do something. Yeah. Don bowled a 207. Is that good? Yeah. You know it's good. I, no open frame. You know, she just two oh seven ripped one out just I, like boom. I, I really, I really just I just do share it. that. I just do it for the drinks. All right, that's a, well, I don't need. Anymore. So is that our a whole week? Are we done with that? I am. <laughs> You're finished now. All right, we got people in the studio. We're gonna bring them in. Well, we have another event coming up. This one's a big one. That's why they're here. Not not that legacy room wasn't a big one. Oh, what'd you do? I'm waiting for you. Oh, I thought you made a noise. <laughs> Watch this. Stephanie's going to be all impressed. What? We have Stephanie Brinjolfson. Woohoo! I'm super impressed. That's it, right? You cl- yeah, close. Oh, I thought that's how you wanted to do it last time. Brinjolfson. Brinjolfson. Damn it. Brinjolfson. Uh, Michael Carrillo, both here. Um, we're doing a big show with them coming up on the 23rd, which is a week from this Thursday night. And um, it'll be Jimmy, myself, Sean, um, Gus Arredondo, and the beast Sean Williams is going to close it out so mm-hmm. we're pretty excited about it and they're here tonight just let us know all about it and Yay. we're all excited local show so what's local up michael show. how are you you can speak anytime good, good. oh man <laughs> i was gonna tell him to speak and i didn't have his thing on now he can there go there you go there you go yeah so, thank you yeah no problem so i mean <laughs> thanks we, we mixed him up a little bit we told him nine o'clock michael was here this morning at nine <laughs> no, right and early <laughs> i get a text says i'm here i went oh shit i'm not that's, that's not a good thing so, no, he's here now. He was just early. You want to scope it out because you don't know what we're like. You know, we could be like freaky guys. One of the warning signs of Alzheimer's, though, is 
not having orientation as far as time and place, so we're going to have to talk. <laughs> right. <laughs> is that really one? Yes. <laughs> yes, it no, is. Because you just scared but, the shit out okay, of me so because that's me like every morning. <laughs> so the truth is, and I'm going to tell you now on the radio, Michael, it's been all, uh, years ever since you walked in the door. Your family actually moved you into Atria, and they're using creative reality. Oh, there you go. You're not the marketing guy. <laughs> you are a resident. I don't know. You might think that, but he walked around the place. People like really looked up they, to him. They do. So yeah, they play it I mean, off that's real all well. part of it, the creative reality, man. You know, it's all the preparation and, you know. So, so. We, so we actually found you a place to stay. <laughs> so when you're going home, it's not the place to stay. It's the place to stay during the day. Home is your break. You didn't even know that. No, the shit's getting new. the shit's getting a little scary all of a sudden. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, we're doing a big show for that for Alzheimer's Foundation in, Inland Empire. Alzheimer's Inland Empire. There is an Alzheimer's Foundation. Oh, I'm sorry. Scratch me. And and an Alzheimer's Association. But we are the we are Alzheimer's Inland Empire, a subsidiary of Alzheimer's Greater Los Angeles. My boss will be so proud of me that I said that. Well, it sounded great, Jessica I'll, I'll, Hodgson. I'll, I'll pull I'll pull that audio clip and send it to you. you would can, you? Thank yep. you. Thank you. <laughs> we'll put it out. We'll put, that'll be a stinger every break we take tonight. Cool. I just about. Uh, uh, never yeah, mind. So that was sounding so cool. All of a sudden, she went to hell. I did. Um, <laughs> I lost. So we're excited. <laughs> we um, um excited to do the show. Um, great organization. I know you're involved with it. Yes. And then we walked around the facility a little bit when we were there with you. And right. What a cool place. Yeah. Thank you very much. We it's take it's, pride in what we do. So I was. I, I was blown away because I got there and I'm like, okay. And it's like, well, and Jimmy and I being, that was the day we, that was the day we did the deal. That was shopping day. That was yeah. a shopping day. We'd all stop. Oh, I just remembered why we were out. That was a lot. <laughs> so we got there and, you know, I stuffed my face before I got and Jimmy, Jimmy did. And we get there and Michael's like, hey, you know, we can have some lunch. And we're talking not like just like cafeteria food. This no, place no. is like culinary, like. Good stuff. Life changing. Five star restaurant. It is. Yes. It's yes. so good. It was super impressive, and, and we're shy when we're in those situations. So we had the shrimp cocktail, <laughs> and I'll tell you, it's it probably the best shrimp cocktail I've ever had. And they kept trying to give us something else, not in a bad thing, but it was like, Are you sure we can't get? And it's like, ah, I just stuffed my face. I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> I, I wanted to see if you'd let me come back a couple hours and we'd talk about it again, in case we had to cover some more stuff. <laughs> sure, you're welcome anytime. <laughs> see, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. Um, but what a nice place um when we left there were people people were eating there when we got there and staff was real nice in the other room someone was playing the piano and singing and having a good time and i'm like you know i should just start looking out because this might be someplace i want to hang you know in a few years i mean i'm 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 getting up there i'm 51 yeah i'm right behind you you're right yeah like how he said i'm behind you (laughs) whatever (laughs) right behind you so so what what are we doing with the event what's this all going to help and 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 where is all the money going well i'm glad you asked that roy so right (laughs) so alzheimer's alzheimer's inland empire is a an organization that is on the ground providing education, which is what my job is. I'm the education and um, advocacy manager. So we provide education, support, and services to families um, with loved ones of de- and, and those people who have dementia here in the Inland Empire. So that's Riverside and San Bernardino counties. And we also service tiny parts of um, L.A. County as well. But the um, the fundraiser is something that Michael so graciously thought of. Atria Del Rey every year is such an amazing supporter, and we came up with this um, 
this comedy night. So the funds from the comedy night are going toward uh, Atria Del Rey and Michael's walk team. And 100% of those funds that are raised will go to assist people, you know, with social services, with education, um, and that type of thing here here in the Inland Empire, 100% of the money. See, that's awesome. So many of these things you do and you hear about that they go out, if you really break down, because they put their, like the big fundraiser or the big people, you know, that I'm not even going to mention them. If you go on, all their stuff is public. Right. And if you see the amount of money that goes to the cause, a lot of times it's very minimal, or it or not very minimal, but minimal, and a lot of it goes to you know er, different places. So that a hundred percent of it's going to the foundation, or not the foundation. Alzheimer's Inland Empire. Alzheimer's Inland yes. Empire. Yeah, you do. Um, you that's do get, awesome. Yeah, you do get surprised when you find out it's one percent or one point five percent, and you're just like, holy cow! I, I, it's it, it, it's just not fair. Or definitely a, an illusion. Yes. Uh, to the charity. Yeah. So uh, Atria is just hosting the event, so we're, we're going to use our venue to uh, host the comedy night and have the silent auction prior to the comedy night. You know, it's going to have cocktails and hors d'oeuvres. Our chef does an amazing job on providing hors d'oeuvres. And then uh, the ticket sells. So er- every dollar that we receive goes right to the Alzheimer's Greater LA. We're not keeping one penny. Um, and that that's cool. And then you know, you guys have worked together before. Yes, we oh, have. Yeah. yeah, you know a lot. Years. So for and and to open it up and do that, um, I found out. <laughs> this is funny when I told Don where where we were going to have it, and then I met you guys there. Mm-hmm. That they, I don't know if it was this was probably a long time. You probably weren't there, but they they stole your facility for like a little while. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. When she got married the first time, they what? took they took their wedding shots out front. Oh really? Yeah. It's a beautiful wow, building. It's a beautiful yeah. behavior. There was, Good I guess, idea. there was a little area there, and a there was p- a koi pond. There. Yeah, that's where yeah. they were at yeah, by the yeah. koi, and they, they they took their shots right there. I'm Very like, nice. You know what? I'm going to tell on you, and you're going to have to pay now. We're going to make Kyle pay. Maybe he has to pay now. Right. There He's you got go. money. He Bastard. You got to pay it out and donate it. But it cracked me up. God. She told me that. I'm like, you went there to do it. She goes, yeah, it was beautiful. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. Of course, it still is. I guess. Yeah, I guess. I think the surprising part is they actually found a place to park. Oh, I know. Yes. Yeah, parking's a challenge. Well, yeah, we'll challenge. talk about that. When you get there, you're going to park just west of the facility. Correct. And where Legends and all that stuff is there. And then you can come yep. over. It's not a long walk. Nope. Um, it's nice and close. Just come around a little fence, onto the sidewalk, and right in you go. So uh, where can people get tickets for this thing? So uh, we're selling them. So Wednesday, this Wednesday, I'll be up at the LA Fitness selling tickets from 5 to 8 p.m. And then they can always come to the community and buy them at the community at the concierge desk. Or they can call me directly or email me. Or just the night of the show, we're going to sell tickets at the door. The only challenge is we're, we're limited to 100 guests. So we have to cap it at 100 guests. Sure, sure. And, and, what, and the tickets are going for? It's donation. Whatever, donation. Yeah, donation. So there's whatever you can donate, we'll, we'll take. So don't, you know, don't, come on. We're going to donate to a good cause here. Yeah, that's a great cause. So, so I'm, I'm just telling you right now, if you're going to come and you're excited and you're listening... You know, break break it out. You know what I feel like? What was it coming to America? We'll take the cha- the stuff that jingles, but we repair the we prefer the kind that folds. Yes. Yeah. C- come out and make it a date night. You know, if you spend forty dollars, you get appetizers, four drinks, and the hour of comedy. 
So you're getting drinks with it? Yeah, so everyone oh. gets two drink tickets, oh a full, full bar. At full bar, and their cocktails, I am telling you firsthand, the pours <laughs> are, are good. And yes, you will not walk away under, under what? Well, <laughs> what word am I trying to say? You'll be happy. You'll be, you'll be, yeah. <laughs> you'll be, be a happy, happy night. Happy. And and the show's going to start at seven, right? Yeah. So the doors open at seven. So prior to the comedy, because you guys are going to come on about eight, I believe. Was it eight? From okay. eight to eight to nine. Okay. We're going to have in the lobby. We're going to have um, a silent auction. So we have prizes that people can auction off. And while they're waiting for you know the venue to start, we're going to have appetizers and cocktails to. Uh, to make the time pass. Nice little little mingle room, a little walk around, get comfortable, check the place out. Now, now, you know, doors open at 7. If I happen to leave work a little early and get a little head start on the appetizer, it's not a problem, right? Not a problem. I just check it. <laughs> just check it. Just got to make sure. Be clear. You know, we'll come on. Early. But um, what and, and what in your facility, I, I actually did some research. Okay. And you guys do independent care assisted care and, and memory care also correct yeah all three services and then and I, how long is uh how, how long has the facility been open so the building was built in 1987 atria took over 2007 as a management company so we've been there since 2007 to today providing senior care in in the rancho cucamonga area and how many residents are there so we have currently 105 today's census wow that's today so you're That's on it. it. You know today. Yeah, today. Not yeah. yesterday. It's, you know, it 104. Goes. We had someone yeah. moving. Yeah. Well, we were there. Someone was moving in. Yeah, yeah, it happened every That's day. Right. That's right. There was yeah. a big moving van up drunk, and we're like, man, there's some good stuff coming in the door. Right. Yeah. But but how cool is that? I mean, to have all those three, and, and what do you, I mean, the memory care part of it, what, is it real difficult to have, I mean, the independent, because is that because some people don't want to have all the help when they just want to be well independent right they right. don't they don't need it and they want that they don't they don't need to have it so they they're a little more i don't want to say proud but they just have that about them that they want to be that yeah, way they, they still want their dignity they there still it want, is you know, they still go. want to be able to you know do the things that they used to do but we're there to help them if they need to you know they have a chef to make all their meals <sighs> you got a chauffeur to, the to drive them to you know the bank so they have all you know staff there to help them with their laundry clean their apartments See, I'm, I'm telling you what, man. More and more, I. <laughs> but it still provides a. It still provides a bit of an independent feel and also sociability. Oh, very much so. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a resort for seniors, is what it is. It's, that's what I was going to say. That's what yeah. it sounds like. It, that, you it know, truly is. Yeah. I mean, and, and when you look at it, the other side, you've worked your ass off your whole life, mm-hmm. and now you kind of have, you know, your own little spot and. Not not that people are taking care of it, but you have people that it's almost like you have your own staff all the time. And how cool is that? I mean, yeah. seriously, my whole staff is Dawn. <laughs> she doesn't like it. She doesn't like that. No, she's not a friend. No. She's not a big fan. You guys should move to Atria. <laughs> well, I'm already thinking you about. It. <laughs> I'm already yeah. thinking about it. So, um, on the memory side of it, though, because we're kind of on the memory side. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, there's. Alzheimer's people that are that are there, mm-hmm. and how much more care is involved in that? Is 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 it a lot more depending on the oh, stage, yeah, yeah. or 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 how does that you know how does that play into it? So it's there's a there's a fine line because the person who has dementia, so. Well, I won't get into. See, I could talk about this all day long. No, but you could. And the reason I asked is because my my grandmother. Um, had dementia. Mm-hmm. Um, 
she ended up passing away in her 90s and my mom took care of her probably the last oh my god eight years ten years and i don't know how she did it i mean we had a couple of tough conversations where i'm like you can't do this anymore i i had just split up that time and i moved in with her for a little while and i cut her outside she'd break out of the house and i was confused on the difference between dementia and alzheimer's yay i love that but but it was it's like how how to me as a layman as as someone that doesn't know and it's my own ignorance they seem the same to me but obviously they're very different well there all right so so dementia dementia is merely it's a set of symptoms so you look at dementia as an umbrella word um we've all at one point or another in the last couple of months have been sneezing and coughing and we've had runny noses so all of those are symptoms so we all had so something has to cause those symptoms so dementia is the same thing dementia is a set of symptoms difficult or orientation <laughs> issues so hello michael with time and place difficulty um well, so this is a tough one for me because this is this is every day. Difficulty finding the right word. Um, I just did that. I short, couldn't find it. Right, it's gone. So uh, short short term memory, short term memory loss, um, confusion with time and place, um, difficulty with perception. There are, there are a, a number of different things. So we've got we've got a number of different functions of thought that involve organization, orientation, memory communication, all of those functions of thought. So when we have a problem with a function, one or more functions of thought that create difficulty getting through the day without the help of someone else, we can consider that as a dementia. It's difficulty with functions of thought. So dementia is a symptom, but every symptom has to have a cause. So Alzheimer's disease, I'm super not medical, but it's amyloid beta and tau protein that build up in the brain cause the neurons to tangle. So when the neurons tangle, they stop sending signals to the body to tell it what to do. So we start out with confusion, then short-term memory loss. And as the disease progresses through the brain, we start having more and more problems. And so that, so Alzheimer's disease is causing all of these different symptoms. So the difference between Alzheimer's disease and dementia is that Alzheimer's disease causes dementia. So when my grandmother had dementia, <coughs> mm-hmm. Alzheimer's may have caused that. Yes. Or did cause that. Uh, well, uh, possibly. Because okay. there's so other forms of dementia. Yes. So, right. So there are many, many other causes of dementia. And the problem is today is that we have... You know, Alzheimer's disease is the leading cause of dementia. In fact, every 67 seconds, someone is diagnosed in this country with oh Alzheimer's God. disease. I so, aware. I mean, I, I, I know it's prevalent, but that's mm-hmm. that's every minute. Right. That's every minute. So when we think about Alzheimer's disease, and, and you know, well, I can say, well, 5.4 million Americans have Alzheimer's disease. They actually have a diagnosis. That's, you know, when you think about the, you know, the the population of the United States, you know, you think about 5.4 million, well, but when you think about f- every 67 seconds somebody being diagnosed right. and and it's going to it's going to start increasing because we're getting older and Alzheimer's disease is an age related disorder. The older we get, the higher our risk factor is. Now, is it, it now to us it seems like it, it's 
really kind of become more of an epidemic, but I think that's because we didn't hear about it as much right back in the day, especially with social media and you know everyone pretty much sharing about that you know mm-hmm. so to me back in the day Alzheimer's was just very few yeah well like, I think too people are living longer now I mean we got I got a yeah. residents 103 years old oh that's wow. true I mean, that's so true people yeah. are living longer yeah. so these diagnoses are you know coming more prevalent I right. that's my personal that's opinion true. no it totally yeah. makes sense yeah but you know like so we living longer it's a great point uh, but we just never heard about it as much well, and yeah. we didn't have those outlets I mean we had three channels on TV so they weren't talking about it. Yeah. You know. It was senility. Yeah. yeah. Senility. Exactly. Or, or senile. Yeah. No, we know what they said. They said they're old and they're just batshit crazy. Is right. what they said. That's really what they said. Exactly. That's what you my know, kids just, say about me. Well, you know, hey, it's coming. <laughs> but <laughs> but is it? But here's where I start thinking the other side is, yes, people are living longer. Um, there's, it's more, there's more awareness, mm-hmm. of course, like Jimmy said. Mm-hmm. But is the percentage of people that have it now... As opposed as 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 opposed to the, the population, the same per- percentage of the population, or is there more of the population that is getting it now? Is there some? Is there an outside force that we don't know about with maybe our surroundings that may be increasing it? You know, okay, so is I, that a dumb question? No, I think that's a really good question. And you know, when I talk to when I talk to um, participants in in in, in my little education program, not little, some of them are big, the education programs that I do, you know, we talk about one of the things that we know, we know beyond a shadow of a doubt, it came out years and years ago, I remember hearing at a, at a symposium at UC Irvine, that more than any drug on the market, social activity, being social, will do more social activity diet and exercise of course will do more to slow down the progression or delay the onset more than any other drug on the market no matter what they do so what i what i wonder is our our diets are getting worse and you know we've got such access to fast food everybody's working more but we're doing less so if you think of our kids today you know, rather than going out and playing in the yard and getting that vitamin D that is so critical, they're sitting inside doing yep. video games, and we are no longer communicating and meeting each other organically. We're meeting each other through multiple portals. You know, we've got we've got our cell phones, we've got our computers, we've got Twitter and splitter it <laughs> that's a new one we're gonna put splitter up well, yeah. that is one of the first sets of onset is the loss for words so you make up new words that's like home depot and Lowe's. oh no wait a minute no wait a minute so that means don king is definitely i mean he made up words all the time he's yeah he's definitely a candidate he's got a problem well you know what i'm gonna agree a little bit with that uh definitely the physical activity um but i also think that uh with brain activity you know you want to keep feeding your brain right and obviously the video games is going to help with that you know i always try to do something whether it be a game or read you know something i keep thinking in the back of my head that i heard either from my dad or someone back in the day you know constant keep your brain doing something right you know uh, always have it trying to learn read you know uh, just keep it active exactly but you know what what we know is that it's a it's a it's a complete 
it's a lifestyle. It's a it's a well-rounded lifestyle. So somebody who is exercising their brain on video games all day, they are doing nothing to help their brain. If they're not if they're not incorporating physical activity and and good diet, it's got to be an, an entire lifestyle approach, really. And that's where you get into the cardio and then the, yeah. the oxygen. You're feeding yeah. the oxygen and, like you said, the sunlight, the vitamin D. And, right. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, now, Stephanie, I think you told me, too, there's exercises you can do um, just like your daily routines if you walk around the block. Go a different route, you know. Take a different route, um, exactly. Learn a second language, mm-hmm. um, those sort of things. But you know, really like yeah. challenge the brain. I oh, mean, absolutely. I started writing left-handed, so I can just use those cells that I don't use. You know, those. I, I, yeah. I taught myself left-handed about uh, fifteen years ago because I figured, you know, I don't know how to do it. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah so there's yeah. some things I can I can do left-handed great. Well, that was interesting because when we we were talking and joking outside after we met that Saturday mm-hmm. when we were putting the show together. We were talking about different people to bring to the show that we thought might fit. And one of them is a comic friend of ours that's not political, but he's very, I don't know. We were talking about Wyatt. Right. And Stephanie's, we said he's very, you, you just slow down, you have to listen. And one of the things you said is that is great for that type of of person that's listening because it makes them think and it makes it's like a problem solving type thing so is that like you do i mean i'm sure you have i know not i'm sure but you have specialists there to do exercise with the the memory part at at atria but is is that like i mean they're people just specialize to do that alone to help with those exercises and well there's different programming that we do that's designed for a lot of cognitive games and you know even at atria we found that music uh, really doesn't affect the brain. Uh, you know, they can still recognize that and, and connect to it. So, a lot of our programming incorporates a lot of music because that's one area that's not affected by the dementia. So, they can still, you know, have those good memories and, and so forth when they're listening to music. So, part of our programming is designed to do, you know, cognitive exercises. I, saw, I remember seeing a video on. Uh, I've, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Where, uh, I think it was uh, a lady. Uh-huh. And uh, she was pretty much gone, uh, unresponsive, you know, the, and it's really had set in. Um, so I think it was the granddaughter said, well, this is the this is the song my grandma and grandpa used to dance to. Yeah. Their, their song. So they started playing it, and about 30 seconds, she started to react to it slowly. And it was like watching someone come out of a coma. Yeah. Where in that brief moment came all the way back and for that moment in time. You know whether she she wasn't in the present maybe, but she was in that day of their song, and just uh, whip smart, responsive. You know, and it just it triggered something and it reactivated that area mm-hmm. for that moment. Yeah, it's you know what there are so there are different there are different um, mediums that can that can do that, and music. You know, like Michael said, it's such a it's such a great. I mean everything think about think about how you know when we're when we're sad you know and we, and we listen you know we we've broken up with someone and we listen to a sad song you know and we kind of get into that mood or you know we listen to good music and you know it kind of peps us up but music is such a big part of our lives and it always has been oh it's a it's a it's one of the ultimate memory triggers yes. absolutely yeah yes. totally it, takes, it, it could take me back It'll in take a minute. You to the moment yeah. i can hear a song that i listen to at a certain moment and it's weird to me 
because it'll take me there and I'll even have I can even have senses like I'll smell what it smelled yes. like then mm-hmm. and all those things come rushing back it's kind of got me freaked out a little bit yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it, but it's it, it's, it's true a, it's yeah. a it's a literal time machine like Roy said you know I, I'll hear a song and I'll be I'll be I'll be put right back in the spot in 1983 yeah. I'll be driving my charger I know I'm on Foto Boulevard I'm about to take a left to go see Roy <laughs> you know what I mean it'll take you so specifically mm-hmm. you know so it's such a great thing to use yeah, yeah and it and, and it can't it, it's it's not something to be minimized at all and sometimes um, you know it, it it takes it takes these beautiful moments where we see someone someone come alive through music or whatever to, to help us realize that the person who has Alzheimer's disease or one of the many other causes of dementia they're still there and it's, sometimes it's taken for granted that they're not we get so wrapped up in the disease that we forget that there's a person in there behind the curtain there. behind yeah. the curtain and so you so music is a great way to bring, bring that out um alzheimer's inland empire has a great program called memories in the making and it's art it's watercolors that that we use um to stimulate memory and amazing things happen if the program is done right there was a a story about a gentleman who was living in an assisted living community, a memory care, and his girls were getting ready to make their last visit because when they would visit, it was heartbreaking for them because dad was gone. He showed no no signs that he recognized them. He pretty much just sat. And, and it was so hard for them that they were preparing for their last visit. Well, he would go and participate in the Memories in the Making program they put the paintbrush in his hand, and that's as far as you can go. So whatever that person with dementia does with that paintbrush, it's theirs. If they put a dot on the paper, it's theirs. You know, and, and we can encourage them through conversation, but this, but nothing else. So this man would get the paintbrush in his hand, and he would just drop it. He had no interest in doing any of it. So it appeared that he was gone. Right. A caregiver said, wait a minute. He was an artist. This is probably a few months into this program, said, wait a minute, he was an architect. What will happen if we put a pencil in his hand? Ah. They put a pencil in his hand, and this man took that pencil and wrote the letter R with a circle around it all over the page. And when, um, oh, I get chills when I talk about it. But <laughs> I'm he, not even there. Look at Oh, I look at, look yeah, at you. Yeah, got goosebumps. You got yeah, goosebumps on your arm. So let, sir, uh, R with a circle around it. And um, so the girls came in for what was going to be their last visit. And this piece of paper was presented to them, this piece of art. And the girls became very, very emotional. Their mother's name was Ruth. Oh, my God. And that's how their father addressed his notes to her. See that? Uh, see that? that you think it was bad before? Look now. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I got. I got them too. I got. I got them. Well, like I said, that, that's the home. great thing about that, where you try to find these ways to communicate because yeah. you don't just uh, like Roy mentioned, put them aside. No. Say, well, you have Alzheimer's. Leave them over there. Uh-uh. Uh, but you know, you, you find out all these triggers, yeah. and you know, I always think I've always thought about it as. You're behind a brick wall. People can see you, but they can't hear you. Mm-hmm. Right. No, you know, that's a good analogy. You know, right you're, you're screaming at the top of your lungs, but no one can hear you, but they wave at you. Okay. Yeah, hi, you know, I, I, yeah. it's always one of my fears of, of what this is. Well, yeah. You know. And, uh, Michael, did you get into this knowing this, or did Atria take you here as far as uh, uh, learning about all this? Oh, oh no, no. I, uh, Atria showed me the way as they took their journey with them. I, I came in from a whole different industry, and... Uh, 
I knew, you know, the seniors was the way to go. You know, I had my mom who I was taking care of, so I dealt with it firsthand. So it's more of a, um, to me, it's not going to work every day. It's something I love to do, so it's very easy to go in and care for the residents. And, and how long have you been there? I'm sorry. Uh, going on four years. Okay. Yeah, my, this will be four-year anniversary coming up this September. Wow. But what, I did want to make a point because when Stephanie mentioned the art and you asked about the programming, it's all, all the programming is not the same everywhere. Dementia, dementia care varies drastically from place to place. And you guys kind of hit it on the head, too. We call it sharing the way. You know, we kind of share those moments and get to know the residents. And that's kind of where we're unique when we do our care plans. Um, so, you know, when families are looking for, for places for dementia care, you know, really do your due diligence because, you know, some I've gone to some properties and their, their artwork was painting color, you know, coloring books that you would see a five-year-old do. You know, our residents do actual painting. Uh, we brought, like, Purple Easel in to do painting, like, actual been, artwork, you know. I've been there. Yeah, and it, so cool. it, it does vary, and, and, again, it goes back to that dignity. You know, we still want to give the residents as much dignity as possible. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know. Well, I, th- I think a hard thing, and, and we talked about the family or the, of, they came to see him for the mm-hmm. last time, and, and the family, that families go through a lot. Yeah. But what 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 I see what I see sometimes and 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 I don't know all about it, but I've seen, you know, I see stuff through post and I research some stuff here and there, and I'm I'm really into that heartfelt stuff. And the thing that I feel for is the person themselves, because it has to be to me. Sometimes it seems so it could be so frustrating that they are in that position because I've seen ones where they where they might come in and out, in and out. And how do you know how they're reacting when they're not? Are are they fighting, and they they it doesn't work, and all of a sudden it comes back? I mean, what could they be going through as a person also? And you talk about dignity, Michael. I mean, what does that what does that make them feel like? You know, when they know, in, especially in the early stages, they know this is happening, and that's got to be yeah. awful. So you so an interesting an interesting thing, and this is something that I'm just I'm I'm working with. On my own, and I'm, I'm chatting with a, a gentleman in Australia about this, but um, who wrote a book that I love. Um, but one one of the things one of the things that I'm trying to focus on with folks is is get to know yourself. Okay, so if you think about going through your day, and you get through the day, and you're or or you just had an interaction with somebody, and you walk away from them and say, "Why did I do that?" Does that ever happen to you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So why did I do that? Well, you know what? We need to understand why we do the things we do. We need to get to know ourselves. And that's one thing that I think I think everybody is kind of kind of working on is getting to know me. But we really need to get to know ourselves because because when when we're when we've got a loved one with dementia if we don't know ourselves and if we don't understand why we do the things we do, how on earth are we going to understand what that person with dementia is going through and why they do the things they do? And like I kind of I kind of narrow it down. So if you think about an activity um, that you do every day that you don't think, you know, that you just do it, brushing teeth, right? Right. 
I'm leading you. This is radio, right? We can't yeah. nod our heads. Well, you're, yeah, okay. you're, you're basically talking cause and effect. Right. Yeah. So, I, so yeah. So, I, but I asked a group one day and somebody said, go into the bathroom. And I'm thinking, we are not going through the steps, what you do to go to the bathroom. I don't want to go there. So, I lead everyone into brushing. So, brushing teeth. Right. So if you think about how many steps, how many things do you do to get there? To get there, how many to, to finish that task? How many things do you actually do? So let's say you go into the okay. Let's go stay with brushing your teeth. Uh-huh. Okay, so your morning routine would say uh, you take a shower, uh, you do your deodorant, you mm-hmm. do your hair, and the last thing you do is you you brush your teeth. Mm-hmm. I happen to like to walk around when I brush my teeth. <laughs> You know, so let's say I grab my, I grab the toothbrush with my left hand all the time. Mm-hmm. I put on, boom, I start walking. So let's say I start getting into some dementia. Mm-hmm. If you put the toothbrush in my left hand, I may go into my routine, mm-hmm. is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here, so, all right, so here's the thing. So if we, if we think about how many things we do to get from point A to point Z, brushing teeth. I'll have people tell me, well, you know, there I take three steps. I take there are three steps to my my process of brushing teeth. Right. I have other people say five, eight, ten. I have my my um, smarty pants friend Hank, who said twenty seven. Well, when he talked about it, he said, well, the first thing I do is think about it, and then. I, if I'm in bed, I sit up, I put my slippers on, I walk to the sink. You know, I do, I, I go through this whole process. I actually had a gentleman then say, I don't take any steps. I take my teeth out, I put them in a jar, and That's I put them steps. back in. I, I said, three. <laughs> right. But these, these minimalist things are very important. They're very important. For just in case down the road. Yes. And if you think about it, even if you only do three, for that guy that's taking his teeth out and putting them in a jar... He has to do those things in a certain order in order to get that task Absolutely. done. Absolutely. Yeah, well, if you, you're, you're brushing, stay with the brushing your teeth, the mm-hmm. counter. If something is moved, right? And you, and as we are today, yeah. you still would go. Well, well, well. It, it, it takes you off your routine, right? You know, if, if this morning, if Ariana moves the tissue box to where my hair gel is, mm-hmm. I'm going to reach for the tissue box, going, "Where's my hair gel?" Right. And my brain is going to shut down for a moment going, whoa, whoa, whoa something's off. Something's not on? working here. Exactly. You know? And this is why when married people or people together, even friends going, you know, every time you do that, <laughs> you know, because right. you know that person so well. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. So if we think, if we, it, now, so it, 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 so the person who has dementia can't complete those simple steps. Right. So think about then, what I ask my, my families to think about is, how would you feel if you walked to the sink one day? And you couldn't figure out what to do first. Something that you don't... I mean, how many? How much thought do we put into brushing our teeth? Nothing. No, nothing anymore. We just do yeah. it. We just do it. So imagine going to the sink and not being able to figure out what you do first. first how would you feel? And then you take it a step further. And when we're frustrated, embarrassed, scared... How do we treat the people that are closest to us? We start lashing out. We're angry. So that person who has dementia, when they're angry, you better believe it is something that has to do with the fact that maybe they couldn't figure out how to button their shirt or or they're realizing that, that, you know, that somebody walks in the door and there's that familiar feel but god i can't remember their name and it's their grandchild you know how horrible would that feel so 
if we understand who we are and we really look at what our loved ones are faced with every single day, starting out with brushing their teeth, something that simple, we are so much further ahead as far as being able to communicate with them and to clear the path. So I kind of look at it as as clearing away the path. So we, we, we clear away the path for them. We make it We make it easy for them to travel the road that they're on without having to think about any twists or turns. And, and I think about John Cusack in that movie, um, Say Anything. Yeah. It's when I fell in love with John Cusack. <laughs> and if he just knew who I was, he would, yes. <laughs> yeah, I know, with the boom with box. With the boom box over his head? Yeah. <laughs> so so he went on that date with Ioni Sky, and, you know, he she's like, the yay, I, I'm going, you know, he's got this great date with her. And on their way home... He's walking her home, and they're traveling. They're going down the. They're going down the sidewalk. She's going to cross the street, and he notices glass in her path, and he gets in front of her, and he kicks the glass away. So she can she can move safely through, on the on the path that she had had taken, and he kind of led her through that. Mm-hmm. That's our job as caregivers, as as family members. Anyone who's dealing with somebody who has dementia, our job is to kick away that glass so they don't have to worry about traveling that path. They just they just cruise the path easily. That's a great analogy. And that's what you guys do at Atrium. That's what they do. Every day. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. You guys want to hang around for a little bit? I'd love to have you for a few minutes. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Awesome. We're going to get here for our first one. We, You know, we usually, and this is the way it is, we actually break about every half hour. Huh? Oh. We've been on an hour. No, we haven't. Wow, has it really? It's it's pretty pretty. So it, it, no, it's, no, no, but it's pretty. Uh, we're, <laughs> awesome. we're all involved. Um, if, you know what? Let's do something fun. If you got any questions or I mean, that want to talk about or have any questions about this subject, give us a call. I mean, Stephanie's like on it, and Michael deals with it every yeah. day. They questions, both do. It might be something you can yeah you can share a, with a, us. Questions, share your story. Hey, no problem. Man, look at us. We, we're going to take our first one of the night. Uh, give us a call after the break, 909-360-8330. We're here with Michael Carrillo and Stephanie. You know what I did? You know what I did? What? I got the J in there too much. It's the Brittany J's Olsen. a Y. Yes. Yay. We'll be back in a minute. <laughs> Welcome back to the Roy and Jimmy thing here on chaoticradio.com. 909-360-8330 is your phone number if you want to give us a call. Um, good conversations here, guys. Um, thanks for coming in and taking some time for us. Very enlightening. Very like enlightening. We're going to get more out of it. You Can, are, can you hear? No. Really? And I got both of my things turned around the right way. <laughs> really? You, you can't hear? Right Wait, did they, you know huh? why? Because there's no wire. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Okay. It was funny. I was going to tell Stephanie. She had her headphone on like this, Jimmy. Yeah. All oh, the flip over? Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to go over and whisper in her ear to flip it over, but I thought I was going to be like a freak. So I didn't. And then she went, that's what was wrong. Really, uh-huh, right that's it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I got to look it up now. Yeah. I wonder where. I just came in right now. It's an we earthquake. Just, we just have an alert. An yep, I just got a, I just got a text, too. Yeah, the, apparently, uh, Rancho Cucamonga felt an earthquake just a minute or two ago. We, we were sitting right here. It couldn't have been. Too I hard. didn't feel it. 
All right, we didn't feel it, no. That was, that was nothing. It was probably in the east end of town. Yeah, it, the studios are shaking. Never mind. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, Whoa. I, can't, I can't figure out. Now, that. can you hear us? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. she's in now. Uh, I think that's our first live news break in ever. That was. Uh, well, Michael pulls it out and he's like, he shows me his little watch and earthquake. <laughs> I was like, oh, shoot. Um, but yeah, so and, hey, if you want to call and tell us about that, don't, because we don't care. Well, all we got to do is pull up Facebook. Everyone's going to put earthquake. We'll know about it in about four minutes. And let's see, watch. I bet someone else, somewhere has it. If I go here, I go newsfeed by most recent. Watch, it's going to be up. Immediately. Oh, never mind. Internet's down. <laughs> so we're not on air right now. I'm just kidding. We are. No one's no one's posted about it yet. Does anyone know about fibromyalgia? Really? <laughs> Asking for a friend. That's anyway, right. we, got a, we got a call in. This might be our news update here. Let's, oh, uh, put them on. Two one three. All right, you're on the air with Roy and Jimmy. Line one, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Sorry about that. That's okay. Who are we talking to? This is Mary Lou Marquez. I work with Stephanie Brignolson. Mary Lou, my love. How are you, Precious? Hi. I'm well. How are you doing? Hey, I'm fabulous. We're talking about we're talking about this Alzheimer's thing and our wonderful fundraiser. Oh. On the twenty third of March. At Atria, so make sure you're there. Yeah. Doors open at seven. We will be there. Yes. Are you? Like we all be there. Of course. Awesome. Yay. So so Mary Lou does she what you're our care consultant. I am a care counselor. Care counselor. I'm a social worker. I'm a social worker. Yeah. For so the Alzheimer's Inland Empire. Nice. Man, we've yeah, got we've got so many good people with us right now. It's not even funny. We don't deserve it. Because <laughs> Jimmy and I are Jimmy and I are really jerks, actually. Oh no, they're the best. <laughs> There's a place for everybody. Yeah, good thing for us. Good thing for us. So, so you you you're a, you said you did. She's so I'm um, my official title is a care counselor, but you know I think for ease purposes, it, I, I say I'm a social worker for our old school people who know more more so what a social worker is versus a, a care counselor or care manager. So <laughs> I um, I visit uh, clients, you know, who have Alzheimer's. Really, my, my clients themselves are the caregivers taking care of their loved ones who have Alzheimer's or some kind of dementia. And, um, you know, a little bit of everything. I think Stephanie, Jessica, and I do a little bit of everything. Community outreach, education, marketing, and sales. We all do care counseling in some way. Yep. <laughs> and how long have you been doing this? Oh, gosh. I've say formally for almost 30 years wow so, that's like yes and and i'm i was going to get to stephanie with this too <laughs> i don't know if she'll answer what got you into this you know my when i was 16 my parents um turned our house believe it or not into a board and care so we had um a five bedroom home and they turned three of our bedrooms into, uh, we took patients in who had, kind of, you know, some kind of Alzheimer's or dementia. And we lived, I lived with them, and I was like a little helper and stuff. And then I went to college for social work and gerontology, which is the study of aging. 
So it's kind of, I, I should say, I, I always tell my parents, wow, you guys were smart. Now they're 81 and 84, and uh, <laughs> they had me go into a field that would eventually take care of them out of guilt. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's that's awesome, though, to get involved. And then, Stephanie, do you I, know why? How did you get involved? Wow. So I worked I worked in the senior industry. I, I sold um, health plans to seniors. I worked for FHP Healthcare, which is long gone. And then I started working for SCAN Health Plan. Um, so I did that for, I don't know, probably 8, 10, 10, 10-ish years, something like that. Right. But um, I was putting about 1,000 miles a week on my car, and it was just too much after a while, you know, after having kids and everything. Yep. So I um, saw an ad in the paper and just went in and interviewed. And I remember sitting in the lobby waiting for my interview and I had so much fun talking to the residents there. And it was just such a great experience. And I didn't know, but my future bosses were actually watching me interact with them. Wow. And um, I got the job and didn't know didn't know the difference between Alzheimer's disease and dementia. I had no idea. But, man, I jumped in real quick because I realized just how desperately people needed good, solid, well, accurate information. There's a great inf- uh, information coming in. We have another caller on, too. Oh. All right, uh, caller two, you're on the air also. Is this Sean? Yes, it is. It's our buddy Sean Williams. He's one of the comics who will be at the show on the 23rd. Yay, Sean will be Sean. headlining. Oh, Well, Stephanie right. knows Sean. I know Sean. I act. I, I Sean and I've done shows together. <laughs> done a show together. Well, Sean did Harry Potter. No, no, that was Mr. Wait, Potter. Yeah. Oh, real Mr. quick though, Potter. I do have an update on the earthquake. There was two point two of them. We have a from what I can see here from USGS. We have a three point oh in Banning, and then there was a three point eight uh, east southeast of Loma Linda. Wow, and I show oh, wow. I show a two point two here in Devore. Yeah, that might be another one. Uh, Holy so smoke! We better like get out of here. So there's your news update. But uh, Sean, Sean's joining in on the subject here. Uh, so uh, oh, thanks, uh, thanks uh, for the, coming. The well, earthquake, the earthquake was strong in in Moreno Valley. But, you felt uh, that too, huh? Yeah, but, but I have a question um, on, on your topic specifically. Um, if a person has, like, if you have a, a senior citizen and they have a. Um, they haven't written out what they want that what they want to happen to them when they're incapacitated uh, for something like a stroke or uh, whatever, to where they can't make any decisions on themselves. Um, should someone that knows that, um, like they're on the beginning stages of um, either Alzheimer's or dementia, should they uh, write that out? Is that something that they can do? To write out yeah. and say, "Look, this is this is what I want, or this is who I want to be in control. This is what uh, I, I want to happen to me." So you have a—is is that even possible? Yes, and it's and, and this is this is the thing. So so understanding warning signs is critical because what we want to do is when the warning start, signs start to happen, we want to get that person into the doctor. We want to know what's going on. So early detection is critical. So, the, you know, and, and it's, it's amazing the decision-making capability of someone in the very early stages. And this is something that we, we just forget. You know, we, we don't realize that, that, yes, this person's been diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease, but they are very capable of telling us what they want. So as early as possible we need to get that in writing because 
Michael, I know you've seen it. Mary Lou, you've seen it. What happens when there are no instructions? Can I, it costs thousands of dollars to go to the court and get the conservatorship, whereas you can pay $10 now and get it notarized. Yeah. It's a simple form. It's a power of attorney for health care that you would just draft up and get it notarized. Now, I have a question we touched about uh, earlier, and you did now, about early detection. Yes. Now, I, 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 I kind of assume that's kind of depending on the person that it's being affected by it, because what you're saying with being uh, frustrated, um, embarrassed, you know, not a lot of people come forward right. with what right. they may or may not think they have or, and, or resist somebody saying, hey, you know what, I think we have a problem here with you. Mm-hmm. You know, does that... Uh, deter early detection it does it, it does but, but see so we get we get this we get this list of warning signs and so I'm going I'm I'm basing what I say off of observation over 12 years so we're not going to see that mom isn't paying her bills right we're not going to see that she's losing things. We're not, because people who are in the very early stages of, of dementia are very, very good at hiding what's going on. They, they make notes. You know, they, we, they can mask what's happening. So what we watch for, and there are two warning signs that we aren't strong enough in educating families about, and that's personality changes. So when we talk about that person in the early stages who's confused about the steps it takes to brush their teeth, and, and all of a sudden they're angry with us and we, we don't know why, well, that's why, because they can't figure out how to brush their teeth, but we don't necessarily see that. So we look for changes in personality, and then we look for a withdrawal from social activities, things that are different you know, if, if mom's been pretty social and all of a sudden she's making excuses for why she can't come to the family gathering or, you know, why they can't go to that party or why, you know, Michael, a resident of yours, can't, you know, is all of a sudden not wanting to come down and play bingo. Those are two warning signs that we are going to see without a question. Right. But as human beings, we don't consider that. We think, oh, mom's being a brat again. Exactly. Well, and you guys will see that because it's already been brought to your attention. Right. You know, okay. I, I just, uh, I know it's almost impossible to get earlier detection and treatment at that point. Like I said, between the family members not knowing, there's no history yeah. of it. Um, then the, the the person it's being affected by, mm-hmm. like we're saying, they withdraw, they yeah. get frustrated, uh quiet, mad, leave me alone. Because we've all walked into the kitchen going, why did I go in here? Yeah. Right. You know, and right. of course that's minimalizing it, but go 100% more on top of that and then 1,000% more on it. You know, I blow it off, and I'm sure someone else is going to blow it off going, no, nothing's happened to me. It's just a bad day. Mm-hmm. Which is which is right. very likely. But when you start seeing a pattern, yeah, you yeah. Know. It's a shame it has to be so far in before... It gets to you guys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And well, that, that right. being the early detection part of it. There was a situation where I, where I took my mom for Mother's Day. Uh, she ordered appetizers. And then two minutes later when the appetizers came out, she goes, who ordered the appetizers? Yeah. Like, she, you know, little things like that that they don't realize that they're doing, but you can kind of cue in on. Now, is that something you should actually act on? Do you think maybe? It's it, probably a red flag if, a, it, if it happens a, certain, a lot. You know, without being categorizing it or just, you know, uh, you know, uh, a chicken little sky's falling, you know what I mean? Is that something to kind of wake you up to keep more ions and you, look at those you uh, start, symptoms? You look for patterns because because you can have, like like my mother, I took her years ago. She Her favorite place 
is the casino. That's where she goes to relax. So I was her chauffeur. I took her to see Celtic Woman, and we we got done with the show at like midnight. And my mother gambled until four o'clock in the morning, and then she was up and up and ready to go at seven. I I wasn't, but she was. <laughs> <laughs> so we came down the elevator. It was later on in the day. I think we were having lunch, and we got down. We we left the room and came down to the came down the elevator. And we got to the we got to the bottom floor, and she couldn't figure out which way to go. And I just stood back and watched her. And then later on that day, she had she had trouble figuring out the tip um, for you know and, and you know just, just it, it, she just couldn't like the process didn't make sense to her. I noted it and watched very carefully for repeated patterns, and I didn't see any. But what I had to consider was mom was up until four o'clock in the morning, right? So, and at 80, what, she was 82 at the time? So, yeah. So, so I didn't see any further patterns. But, man, I was, I was watching her every day. And I'd kind of, you know, knowing what I know, you know, I'd look at bills. And, yeah, you know, is everything getting paid? And, you know, kind of look at little things. And yeah. she was fine. But and You can even just go, like, into the refrigerator and open the refrigerator and see, mm-hmm. you know, is, is everything fresh? Or is there lettuce from two weeks ago that's turning brown instead of, you know? Yeah being fresh in the, in the fridge. True. Right. Uh, Talking about, you know, the attorney question, um, I used to work uh, with an elder law attorney in Riverside years ago, and I was always, um, you know, listening to what he said about, you know, you mentioned conservatorship earlier, and conservatorship is so expensive, it's so, um, it's public, and, you know, I've worked in all these different um, and interesting facets in, in I think, um, the field of social work. And one of them was, you know, not only with the attorney, but also in prearranging a funeral. You know, I tell people, you know, we all sign up for this, whether we want it to or not, when we're born. And we don't know when our expiration date is going to come. Being prepared, you know, ahead of time... And um, I know it's tough, the conversations of, of death and dying. Uh, you know, when I go to a client's house and I ask them, um, you have a loved one who has, like Stephanie mentioned, the early stages. They're still at the point of where they can make some decisions. And it's tough, you know, and it, it's a very tough conversation to have. But saying, you know, since we know now what is going on, let's sit down and and meet with someone mm-hmm. with a family talk about it, yeah. and talk about some of the things that we need to put into perspective. One of them is really the powers of attorney, not only for health care, but for finances, because we all know that there are not some nice families out there, you know, and better to have these things in place when that person is able to make those decisions ahead of time oh, like so Sean, that they have the tools. Yeah, and like Sean mentioned, you know, uh, a shame you have to do that once it happens. You know, a smart move is to have that done before anything, Alzheimer's before. Or, or anything. You know, I think that, right. that'd be more the education of it also, you know, early yeah. detection and also early preparation. Yeah, because when, and, right. and, and the thing is that when someone's in the early stages, and you were going to ask a, you were going to ask a question, Sean, I heard the word anger. So, but, so if you think about someone who knows that they're not, not quite right, 
And then you've got a diagnosis. Somebody, say, who's gone to the doctor or, or, or maybe you're trying to encourage them. They're less likely to want to go to the doctor. They're less likely to want to set that those plans in motion very, very often because they are grasping for any type of control that they can get. And, mm-hmm. and so all of those decisions that make perfect sense in a in a in a in a healthy situation becomes so much more difficult when someone is experiencing you know the a potential memory loss and when they know that it's coming so right and not only is the early detection that Stephanie is talking about so important right now there hasn't been any new medications really out in the last 15 years which nope. is why one of the reasons why we do fundraising but at the stage of early um, the early stages of Alzheimer's, the medications that are out right now, that is when they are the most effective because as the disease progresses, you know, this isn't a disease that you can stop. Hopefully you can somehow delay it with, you know, and that's not that's another radio show, but talking about diet, you know, lifestyle changes, those types of commitments um, that hopefully even happens early on in life, but like Stephanie keeps mentioning, that the earlier the detection, it's, it's going to help not only the person with the dementia, but the family and the loved ones who will, will be caring for that person. Exactly. That's good advice. Sean, you had that. You, you had a question about the other side and the anger side? Well, that? no, it's uh, um, uh, sometimes you, you, it, it seems like people that are, are going to do this, um, get angry and mm-hmm. at their caretaker, but it's not. I don't think it's necessarily because they're. It's more anger related to them not being able to remember stuff. Right? Exactly. Yeah, and that's you know I've had I've had friends who are professionals who will be addressing an audience and the audience someone in the audience will say so. Is is anger just a part of the disease process? And I actually had a friend of mine answer yes. No, it's not. No, it's not. So when we think about the brushing teeth, when we think about not being able to remember a grandchild's name or or not being able to, you know, to, to, to get in the car and drive to the store, for God's sake, you know, these types of things, yeah, we're going to have anger. We are going to have anger. And it's just, it's part of it. And that's where the caregiver needs to clear that path. And, and, and there's so much, there's so much thought and strategy to caregiving um you know and one of the things one of the things that i hear so often um everywhere is you know we want caregivers to feel good about what they're doing so we tell them don't take it personally whatever you do it's the disease it's the disease do not take it personally and i fight that now that statement i think is is doing a grave disservice because we have to take it personally. We have to because a, a vast percentage of the problem, the anger, has to do with communication and perception. So we need to take it personally. And when our loved one is angry, we have to look at the environment. We have to look at our communication um, mm-hmm. m- methods. We have to look at everything, and, and and we have to look at what we can do to make this an easier path for them. And, and so if I were to tell someone, don't take it personally, it's the disease, I am not doing you any favors at all. 
So, so, so much of the anger comes from not being able. So if we know that someone has difficulty brushing their teeth, we're not going to, we're not going to make them feel like they can't. What we might want to do is engage them in a way that makes them feel like we want to do this with them or or something there's so there's so much spin that's involved in keeping someone feeling good about themselves and feeling like they're not in need of help um because that's not who we are maybe it's not i I understand that not take it personally but maybe instead of that just like don't take it as an attack you know, it's mm-hmm. not an attack right. against you, but take it very personally take because very this, personally. Is, this is this is a loved one to you. But it's yeah. not an attack on you. It's not right. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's awesome. Yeah. It, it's almost. Uh, go ahead, Sean. Oh, this last thing before I get out of here, um, uh, and this glad you guys are having this conversation. It's uh, it's really interesting. But um, I don't know. I I missed the first half, so I don't know if you guys are a uh, facility or just uh, you provide. Uh, help for people that are um, uh, that are caring for their loved ones, but um, I'm sure at, at a time uh, comes a point where people have to put their um, uh, their parents or whoever they're caring mm-hmm. for with, with dementia into a facility. And I, I would suggest, and I'm sure you guys probably do, that they need to check these facilities out. Yeah. Well, that's Michael. Yeah. Michael mentioned that. Yeah. Well, that's why you have Michael here from from um, Atria Del Rey, and they're they're like, that's where we ha- that's where we're having it, and um, having the show at. And when you see this, Sean, you'll see the facility is amazing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, right. I think you know the my, old my you know the old have, um, uh, the the thoughts before it was from home to nursing home. And, you know, the rocking chair, the grandmother being in a rocking chair, people don't realize that there's so many places and choices um, before. And not everybody, you know, an older person, you know, you imagine the dignity you have now. It's the same kind of dignity that an 80 and 90, you know, um, 70-year-old, 100-year-old person wants. They still want some kind of dignified way to live. And um, Michael's you know, community is really beautiful, and the way the staff cares for their for their loved ones, I mean, it really becomes their loved ones, the, the residents that live there, families, um, and my mom was even in this situation, you know, she was a doctor, my dad was a respiratory therapist, I was a social worker, we couldn't take care of my grandmother, we're all in the healthcare profession, and I think to myself, what more for those who don't have that kind of background. We, we were sleeping. My grandmother was waking us up in the middle of the night. You know, we had strangers in our house. And um, it came a point where we said, okay, and my mom was really the primary caregiver. She quit her job. And we had to let her know, you know, your health is at stake. And let's look. And it took, you know, believe it or not, it took almost a year and a half to actually find a place that she felt comfortable with where she didn't, you know, there was a process, the guilt, and what have you. But after a while, she actually became a better caregiver, being able to visit uh, my grandmother, knowing, oh, my gosh, she's getting amazing care. My mom was also getting to sleep, so she was a happier person, you know, visiting my grandmother. And, um, and, and yeah, and, and you're right. There, there comes a point where 
where that is a decision some people do have to make. Well, you you have to step up, and that unfortunately sometimes that's how you start to understand. It's like you know, Michael said, the more he the more he's been over there. The more he can see stuff, the more he understands the caring yeah. and recognizes, uh, which helps with the early detection with his loved ones, you know. Right. Uh, and it's the same how you learned and uh, Stephanie and how we, uh, me, me, Roy, and Sean are learning more mm-hmm. about it, you know. You know, Sean, I got to tell you, the anger side of it, I'm kind of thinking we need to have you check because you're angry all the damn time. <laughs> <laughs> no? You know, you know what? Funny is, well, not really funny, but uh, uh, when when we had to put uh, my dad into a hospice, I didn't have uh, uh, dementia. We didn't have a stroke, so it's still the same process. You go around and you check out places, uh, and you 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 check out where they're you know where they're going to go and, and how the place is. And I swear, we went to a place in Paris. I'm not going to mention their name or anything, but we had to check out a place in Paris, and the dude walking us around in the middle of walking us around the place was just filthy and they had people just just uh just seniors just in the hallways just it was it was it was just it, it made you sick like but this guy in the middle of it of talking to us reached into his pants and scratched his nuts <laughs> <laughs> like it was the thing to do yes. and we were like okay that, that that sealed the deal right there that's, i mean that's, we weren't Kind of, we, we were the, just like, okay, this, this is over. We can go now. The guy, that was, the guy that was showing you around in that? Yeah, the guy that was oh. showing us around. Like, yeah, the, well, that's, the oh, that's yeah. how I got most of my people to move in. I, I reached down and scratched my nuts. He just around. wanted to let you know <laughs> that. <laughs> What's wrong wanted, with that? He just wanted to let you know that it was just like yeah. home. But that was the upset. It, it, it seemed like he forgot because he was like, after... We got to the lobby. He tried to shake our hands. Oh, oh, no. oh God! No. Sorry, this isn't going to happen. Well, that that was part of that was part of that facility's up. The, that was their upsell, you know, yeah. for, for regular people. Then. So, so I had I had I went to uh, I went down to Orange County and I had to go into a, um, into a, a nursing home to do a, a brief assessment on a gal who was coming to our facility so or our community actually and so I walked in the door and the little marketing girl met me and um, she was walking down the hall with me and this gentleman this lovely little gentleman came up and he started walking with me and of course I'm you know I'm I'm, uh, you know, I greeted him. I think I took my daughter with me, so and, and my daughter saw everything. She, she, nothing, nothing phases her. So we're walking down the hall, and all of a sudden, this man reaches over and he grabs my, grabs my chest. Damn right and, he did. Damn right he did. And then the next thing you know, he's 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 moving downtown. Whoa! And so I just you know I <laughs> smiled and you know I uh, you know you know what do you do? What, what, what was the song playing? I want to know what got him triggered. Mister Downtown. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so so anyway, I, got, I did my yeah I did my uh, I did my assessment. I met this gal and walked back through and you know. <laughs> said hello to the little man again walked a little bit quicker and so so the the marketing girl as i was leaving she said so how did everything go i said i said it was great i said i got my assessment done and i got felt up on the same day i said it was great what and a she day. was horrified we, we covered everything horrified. today yes <laughs> i got it all good for you boom boom yeah. well, let's have everyone stick around yeah we lost sean we lost oh, sean, sean. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, that that was Sean. He's going to be headlining for us. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sean, uh, <laughs> Sean's a beast. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, we'll get here for a minute and play us out of here. Yay. And um, we, thanks for calling. Yay, Mary Lou. It was so Mary fun. Lou? I know. I know. I'm sitting here with my kids. You know, we just got back from communion class. I know. And I said, oh, my gosh. I was going to call in, so I said, okay, you guys have to be quiet. No. I, and they're like, are you going to talk about old people like that? You talked about old people all day long. <laughs> we'll mix it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my so <laughs> I was. I was in the living room. They were, um, I told them to stay out there with the, with the TV because they felt the earthquake. I said, I've got to leave for a moment. Yeah. But... Well, thanks for giving us a shout real quick. If more information that, that um, and we're just learning everything tonight. So that's awesome. That's yeah, great. Yeah, we're, we're excited um, to have you at Michael's place at H. Ray Adol Ray. And um, Steph, I, I hope to see you tomorrow. The next, gonna I know. I'm going to see Thursday. you tomorrow. Tomorrow, Thursday. Okay. Yeah. And Jimmy and, I, Jimmy and I and Sean will see you Thursday night, a uh, week from this Thursday. Yay. Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's All a pleasure. Uh, thanks for the Thank information. You. Thanks for the information and, uh, and calling in, and we definitely look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you. Have a good night, all, and be you careful too. driving love, home. Love you, Rockin and Bye-bye. Right. Love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to take our last one real quick. Uh, give us a call for break. We had two of them right there, 909-360-8330. It's going to be a quick one. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Roy and Jimmy. That's just like Michael McDonald does it, wasn't it? Uh, that was spot on. Wow, solid. That was perfect. So solid. <laughs> Stephanie. Oh. <laughs> Welcome you back know, to the you last know, You know the trick to doing a good, the perfect Michael McDonald. What? Yeah, you get your two index fingers. Watch this. Put them at the corners of your mouth. Pull down. Pull down. Ow. I just kind of like you, you I, nailed it right there, I, Stephanie. I get my throat like locked up, and then like I'm yeah, never mind. And I keep playing tonight. If you got any questions for us, comments, questions, anything, give us a call nine zero nine three six zero eight three three zero. Or have your best Michael McDonald impression. That's yeah, br- right. bring it in. Um, wow. We still have uh, Michael and Stephanie. Thanks for staying for the whole show, guys. It's been really informative. I mean, a really great time. Yeah, guys. thanks for having us. Appreciate yeah. it. Um, we're going to be at, uh, so, so you know, if you're tuning in late, a week from this Thursday night, we're going to be at um, Atria Del Rey. It's 8825 Baseline Road, just east of um, Vineyard. Vineyard and Baseline, just east, southeast side of the, south side of the street. Beautiful facility, just before the park, right after Legends. Man, I'll put you right there. So if you go past McDonald's, you don't want to stop there, and go to Legends and smell it, smells real good, just go to the next parking lot, pull in, and then come and get your damn tickets. Or you can give Michael a call at 909-579-9149. He will also be at the LA Fitness in Upland, the one on, I'm sorry, 24, yeah, LA Fitness, on Upland, the one on campus up there in the colonies that's by Home Depot and that stuff. 
Um, he'll be there, what time? Seven? Oh, Wednesday, Wednesday five, 5 to 8. 5 to 8 o'clock if you want to pick up tickets there. And it's a donation for tickets. There's no solid price on them. Um, so, you know, get there. Get us a donation. Get your tickets. Come out. You're going to get a couple drinks, some hors d'oeuvres, some comedy. Um, so the hors d'oeuvres and drinks are probably going to be better than Jimmy and I. But it's still a cool facility. Facility. <laughs> well, you know, the, the phone number help. We do have a caller on line one. Oh. Uh, line one, you're on the air. We're in Jimmy. Hello. This is Claudia. Hey, hey. Claudia. Claudia. What's up? <laughs> friend, hey there. Our, our friend from the show here. How are you tonight? I'm doing pretty good. I'm just listening and learning more about uh, this Alzheimer's and questions I have about my mom. Very good. So, um, I know Steph and I have had these conversations before, but uh, I know you were talking about noticing these patterns. So, the question I have is, okay, you start noticing the pattern. What do you do next? You, you get try to get your mom to the doctor. And make, oh, Roy's. You're fine. Okay, no. Oh, now, yeah. is it easy? The, the, the simple answer, obviously, and I'm not trying to minimize what mm-hmm. you're saying, is get taken to the doctor. Michael mentioned that too. I, I saw this with my mom. I saw this with. You can't really do that. You know what I mean? Uh, early enough or easy enough? No. I mean, so we we want to try to get our loved ones to the doctor, and, and very often there are regular doctor appointments. Um, right. I mean, I know you're going to do that to, to, you know, have them either confirm or deny a diagnosis of this. But if if they do confirm a diagnosis, what do they do? Is there, they just put them on medications or is there other things that you should be doing? Well, first of all, okay, so you get you get mom to the doctor and <clears throat> here, okay. Okay, I'm going to be super politically incorrect. Which that's a whole other issue. Well, I'm, 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 mom I'm, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually thinking of something politically incorrect right now. Are you? Because uh, for me, okay, here's my my layman's terms on how mm-hmm. I would think I would deal with this. Okay, obviously confronting them, they're going to deny it because it's going to be so early that they're going to say I'm fine, and mm-hmm. they'll be you know just they'll be angry and maybe embarrassed. You know, Michael mentioned that too, but would it be so bad to? tell the doctor before you told your mom no but there's a funny little thing called hipaa that is and that law is so abused it's ridiculous so if if there is a way to communicate with a physician prior to an appointment that's that's ideal right which have already gone there and luckily mom has already signed off all the paperwork that I have the rights to cool. contact her doctor yeah. and get information. So I've already got that step covered. So, yeah. So um, I mean, it, it sounds like you're tricking them, but it also you, ha- you almost have to treat it like a, a drug intervention yeah. where you have to trick them to show up. Because from what I've learned tonight, uh, from what I didn't know and what I do know is the, the preventative is the hardest part. The, the earliest, the better detection is actually the hurdle to really get the care as soon as possible. Right. So, I mean, but that's more my question is, so what exactly is the care? Just medications or or the continuation of the social activities and all of those things to keep your mind and body going? Yeah. So, 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 so there's a couple things. So the beauty of noticing the patterns early on is that you get mom into the doctor. 
And <clears throat> so what we want to make sure of is that the doctor does their due diligence because we don't just do the 30-question mini mental exam and say, well, you know, mom has dementia, which is what happens very often. Well, you know that. That's why mom's mm-hmm. there because dementia is the symptom. So, But what happens very often is the 30-question mini mental exam, it's either dementia or they will jump right to the conclusion of Alzheimer's disease without doing proper testing so you want to make sure that vitamin d levels or, you know vitamin levels are in order you want to make sure that there are no metabolic problems diabetes or thyroid or maybe there's a medication issue that's causing these things so the doctor wants to rule out any um any reversible cause of that problem because uh, depression is widely widely mis misinterpreted as dementia because when it comes when it becomes severe enough it can look an awful lot like dementia. Right. So um, so we rule out all of the possible reversible causes and then we start looking at you know is it Alzheimer's disease or is it Lewy body dementia or Pick's disease or something like that so we start having the conversation with the doctor the doctor should be asking us questions about what's been going on you know what looking at um, how soon it started and you know what started first um, you know what symptoms started first now Stephanie correct me if I'm wrong uh, the neurologist would probably be the best person to to do these tests versus mm-hmm. their primary care. True. So yeah. Yes. I would say the next okay. step is probably go to a neurologist to definitively, you know, rule it in or out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it's okay. interesting you said that because how the different things can affect you. We talked about an incident that's kind of happening with me that that we talked about what's going on now. Right. And your first thing was a different reaction. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, well, is this going on or is it that? And you had you're like, well. Do they check this? Which could mm-hmm. be very dangerous, but very easy to detect. Right, that could be causing this. In in in, in you're in, talking about the UTI. Right? You're right. Right. Yeah. That could be causing that. Right. So it you can't jump to conclusions, nope. and you can't. And like we're talking about tonight, we're in the thing. It's like, well, you know, we're 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 very, you know, we're amateurs, and we're learning a lot tonight. But it's like, well, mm-hmm. I see the signs, and I see that, and the other, and you can't just armchair and be the guy saying, well, that's probably what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. make sure to go through and get it done right. Well, yeah. isn't the, the, the Louis body, is that what you mm-hmm. called it? Isn't that what Robin Williams had? Yep, that's uh, the most... But also very hard to detect? Is, well, is that the... Yeah, it's not as hard to detect as, as you think, you know? So, yeah. so it's a matter of conversation. 80% of the diagnostic process really is conversation. So the doctor should be talking with the person. Claudia, the doctor should mm-hmm. be talking to you. The doctor right. should be talking well, to anyone who's involved in the care. I mean, it takes time. Well, I have another question, then, too, because you brought up um, several other things that you're ruling out, and you mentioned diabetes. Yep. Um, my mother has been diagnosed with diabetes, but is in denial over the fact and right. does not yeah. really want to take care of her dietary needs properly. So are you saying that could also then push her towards Alzheimer's? Because she be, it, diabetes increases risk factor. Okay. Yeah. So. And, and there's your struggle again with your, mm-hmm. your frustration, your anger, your denial, you know, yeah. and mm-hmm. the embarrassment really is that there. You know, it was about three years ago my dad had a bad drug interaction. Uh, his doctor gave him too much of this, and the other doctor gave him too much of this drug. And all of a sudden, dad, my dad is having moments of living as a five-year-old, talking to mm-hmm. his mother. Mm-hmm. And we weren't there, yeah. but we were there. 
you know, and my mom fought him on that going, God damn it, you're here. What, what is wrong with you? Getting, she was so mad. And I said, I got this. I got everyone out of the house and I stayed in the moment wherever my dad went. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and, you know, but I can picture my dad being frustrated about it happening to him. You know, and it, it take it. Uh, unfortunately, it was just a, ju- a drug interaction, but he was in all those symptoms. Yeah, you know, so he's talking to his mom through me, and I'm like, "So, did you eat your dinner?" You know, I, I had to stay with him because you can't snap him out. Mm-mm. You know, right. but it's scary at that point, and that's the realization: like, oh, something's up. And we kind of had to trick his mind state to go to the doctor. You know yeah. what I mean? This is yeah. why we're going, but we're not going for that. Exactly. You know, and I th- like I said, uh, my my uh, novice thing here is the uh, no one can really get into that. We all know about early drug detection in somebody. You know, we've been uh, school dad taught that. You know, the if he's doing this, he might be on cocaine. Mm-hmm. You know, we we kind of can key in that quicker than we can on this, but this is like so much more important than that. But the hardest uh-huh. thing to do. Yeah. To get to that early, early stage, you know, uh, you know, do you think maybe there uh, in uh, research and development is there just a standard test that that can be taken for that doesn't that doesn't have to be that's why you went in? Nope. You know what I mean? We we're going to draw some blood and run some panel. You know what I mean? And that's general. That that can handle a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Is there a test maybe that is being worked on that is a simplified version, but has to happen when you hit a certain age, like your. Uh, uh, a colon exam, you know, when over 40 prostate exam, you know what I mean? Is there maybe a precedent that could be worked on to make a, a threshold at the age that this test has to happen no matter what? They're, they're working on um, a, a piece of a, a, a bill in Congress that's um, the HOPE Act. Yeah. And what it does is it mandates it in, it, encur- it encourages doctors to do their due, do their due diligence by making it easier for them to conduct the diagnostic tests yeah. that are available, um, which is very important. And then there's a, a mandate as far as as follow up. We're working on something right now um, where the physicians any medical professional will have resources available so there is more follow-up um but i would say that like the hope act is probably the closest thing to what you're talking about Yeah, because it's pretty routine when someone says you need to get your blood taken Mm -hmm. for a test and you're like okay yeah you don't care that they're testing for heart disease or aids or or whatever it be you you just go for it you just Mm -hmm. say yeah because i'm at the doctor that's what we do you know i i I turned 50 i went to the doctor you know i went to the doctor a few weeks ago first thing i do you got a colonoscopy coming right it's just and and that's just what they do so maybe you're on something jimmy and i'm sure people are thinking the the, the, the one the, the one thing i've really caught on here is you know the 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 care that you guys are doing is awesome i mean it's it's the best quality of life they're gonna have you know, which is great. But, you know, the, the, the anger part for me is how do we get that earlier? Because you cannot do that currently. And, and what I've noticed, too, is a lot of our residents are getting younger. It's affecting, you know, people in their 50s and wow. 60s. So it's not like, you know, uh, you have to be 80 or above. Right. It's starting to affect a, a, a larger pop the population at a younger age yeah, so yeah. someone in their late 50s they do a mandated test at 75 they're already way too already gone on that that oh, goes yeah. back to what stephanie mentioned though like uh, michael just said you know earlier 
he's noticing earlier mm-hmm. uh, victims, if you will. Uh, but, you know, that goes to the exercise. That goes to the diet, the lifestyle that everyone's living right now, That mm-hmm. uh, or the diabetes like Claudia mentioned. You know, anything that seems like it's, you know, the knee bone's connected to the shin bone, and there's it just uh, dominoes up. Yeah. You know, uh, but uh, it's uh, that, like I said, when I turned 40, I knew that finger was going up my butt. I knew <laughs> right. that. It was yeah. coming. There you you go. know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I think uh, one of you guys, I, it's not slamming anybody. It's just I just think maybe that test should just be a mandatory thing that happens when you turn 50. You know what I mean? It, it's not going to hurt anybody yeah. and it's going to be less evasive mentally. Yep. For sure. I, I think awareness, too. The mm-hmm. more it's so out, the more it's out, the more mm-hmm. it's out, it becomes more acceptable right. to think maybe this is something I should do. You know, we're, we're, we're ignorant on it. We don't know so much. The Mm-mm. public, you know, we we learned more about it when Robin Williams passed away, and that's yeah. only because he was a celebrity. We knew more about it with Ronald Reagan because he had it. Right. But, you know, we didn't know about it because Dave's grandma had it mm-hmm. down the street, had no, no idea. I think everybody, and everybody that you talk to, you can talk to anybody, one of your friends, mm-hmm. family members, whatever, someone's been affected by it. Yep. 100%. You know what I did? Uh, I was at a breakfast. Um, it was a San Manuel um, thing and um, at the Orange Show Fairgrounds. And I walked in and I was looking for my table. And I, I was talking to a guy um, that was standing at the door. He worked there. And I said, yeah, I'm looking for, you know, the Alzheimer's table. And, and he says, oh, he says, you know, my mom, my mom has, has she was just diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. And just that at that time, another guy, like a busboy, was walking by. And he goes, oh, my God, my, my grandmother. So within a matter of seconds, I had two people, just because I said the word Alzheimer's table, I had two people that said I'm, you know, yeah. And, yeah, that's, it, and that's awful, but then the other side, it's good because it's yeah. being talked about. Yeah. It's, it's not being, ash- they're not ashamed, right? No. It's being talked about, but unfortunately, it's being talked about with us four tonight. Right. Because, there- because that's our topic tonight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just when people think of Alzheimer's, it's still that old school senality yep. feeling. It's, it's yeah. not a big deal until it happens to right. you or one of your family members. So no one's thinking about the early prevention because they have no idea it's ever happened because it didn't happen to them. Nope. And it hasn't happened to their family, so they're not mm-hmm. thinking about it at all. They're thinking about heart disease. They're thinking about prostate cancer because yeah. it's all been in. We've been educated. We're talking about it, yeah. Right. And, and 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 what's interesting is that because we don't have we don't have that awareness, it's like a God. It's like a double edged sword. So we don't have that awareness. So we have people being diagnosed later. So when when awareness is created yeah. it's created at a point where that person doesn't remember what their grandkids names are they don't remember um you know they can't make a decision so what we're missing out on is those people who are in the very very early stages who are so articulate and fun and able to make decisions and so we've got this stigma that alzheimer's disease is 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 someone who who can't think for themselves and we're not seeing these people who are brilliant and funny and wonderful because we're not diagnosing early enough and well, we're you know, not like, talking it, about like it. Like Michael said, someone in their 50s are going, mm-hmm. well, I'm not old. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to die. But, yeah. but then when someone gets the Alzheimer's, they're the, 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 that's the end of the game to, to a lot of people's opinion. You know, it's like, well, they're done. You know, mm-hmm. they, they won't remember anything. Yeah. You know, uh, let me ask you a question here. Do you think, and it might be just your personal opinion or professional, that let's say they mandate a test similar to, say, a mammogram. Okay? Mammograms have to happen. Those They're preventative. You don't get a mammogram after you have breast cancer. You know what I mean? You, it detects it. It's there for early detection. So let's say there's something for the Alzheimer's for that. 
Do you think if someone is caught that early, what is the it, it does the progression slow down if no. they're properly uh, medicated, or is that just make it easier for them to uh, uh, graduate into it? Well, so. So if someone is truly caught early enough, what we do is educate that person and we educate the family about what it does take to slow down the progression. Right. And whether... You can't stop it, but you, you can slow it down. Well, okay, so so based on what research scientists said is that the only way to slow it down is through proper diet, exercise and social activity mm-hmm. so whether it's actually slowing it down i don't know but the thing is that with medication we have to be really careful because we'll see it in the newspapers well it's discussed it you know and every day i get this question well you know mom's on aricept so and it looks like it's slowing it down and the doctor said it'll slow it down it doesn't do that so aricept namenda exelon What's the medication that starts with an R? <laughs> I can't remember. No, no. no. Um, re- um, I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, they, um, Maybe you should get tested. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> now she's getting angry because well, she can't remember. <laughs> Again, with the, uh, it has to take a celebrity to yeah. learn more. Uh, I'll take Robin Williams again. They were they they really <laughs> were on top of the wrong medication. It being a story, and it could be just a news story, a fluff piece on that. So I don't know the technical situation on that but they just said he was diagnosed and treated at first with a medication that should not have been happening well okay so with lewy body dementia with lewy body dementia there are wrong medications for that disease and this is one of the this is one of the reasons that we want to properly diagnose because lewy body dementia has a very specific set of symptoms they have they have um core features that are present pretty consistently so if we properly diagnose Lewy body dementia what we're going to do is we're going to keep that person away from antipsychotic medication right and we're going to watch um certain types of of uh over-the-counter like cough medications that have certain ingredients that can exacerbate the the symptoms and actually put that so if somebody who has Lewy body dementia if they're given an antipsychotic medication they've got a 50 percent likelihood of being being um, thrown into a decline that you can't reverse or it could be fatal so we don't put someone on Lewy body with Lewy body dementia where we very carefully um, explore antipsychotic medication which actually shouldn't be used at all it's a, in, unless it's a last resort but unfortunately it's used as a as a first line of defense so, so with often, behaviors and stuff like so that. So often yeah. misdiagnosed as far as the form of uh, whatever the Alzheimer's is because uh, it seems like he was treated for not Lewy body. Right? Yeah, po- possibly. And I don't know I don't know what the details were yeah. with that. But Just from what I heard there, but th- this goes back to education and, education. and people not knowing about preventative. Yeah, and, and just, yeah, just understand, and understanding symptoms and what different symptoms mean. So somebody who's diagnosed with... Younger onset Alzheimer's disease. Mm-hmm. Do they really have younger onset Alzheimer's disease, or do they have Pick's disease, which is a younger onset, and and it's it 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 looks a lot like Alzheimer's disease, but is it really? And it's considered a relatively rare cause of dementia, but that type of dementia is becoming more and more prevalent, or we're learning more and more about it. So it's being more diagnosed, but it is a younger onset that involves a personality change. An absolute person—that's a—that's a personality flip. So when we talk about 
personality changes as a result of the disease, that is one that does cause a personality change. Wow. The medication, was it Revestigimin? I looked it up. Yeah. R-I-V-S-T-I-G-M. Revestig. I can't say your last name. Mm-hmm. I can't say it. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Some, something like that. So, yeah. hey, um, if you want tickets, please come. It's a donation. You can get a hold of Michael at 909-579-9149. He'll be at LA Fitness on campus in Upland uh, between 5 and 8 on Wednesday. Or you can drop by and see the beautiful, beautiful facility yourself and buy tickets there at 8825 Baseline Road. It's on the 23rd. Doors open at 7. Um, you get a couple drinks. You get some food. Awesome food, not just food. Um, silent see, auction. Silent yeah. auction. Um, gonna, I mean, what, what else can you ask for? You know, the, the comedy shows, too, is the big, uh, you know, big teeth. People come see some great comedians. Great comedy. Get some great Do you know food. someone's coming? Sean? Oh, Sean's <laughs> coming. There we go. Yeah, I, hope, I hope Claudia's coming. <laughs> Well, I'm, yeah, uh, I don't want to put you I on the spot. Party, but I think, My is friend. that a Thursday? Yeah. Yeah, I can't on Thursday. Sorry. Yeah. Well, you know, that's one of the, the, the fun things about what me and Roy do and other comedians such as Gus and Sean are going to be there is we love performing and making people laugh, but we really love doing that and at the same time helping. It would be fundraisers or for a cause such as this. Uh, that actually just makes it even just double great for us to help out in that form and what we can do for what we do that can help that even more yeah, a little way to a lot that just uh, we're happy to do it and and, and i'm really honored you guys uh, uh, thought of us yeah th- oh, thanks of for thinking of us that's thank that's the you. cool thing thank you and it's a pg-13 show don't be scared come out have a great time <laughs> mm-hmm. uh what are you giggling for in the background <laughs> claudia you said PG thirteen. I you know to, you guys. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, it's going to be a fun night and for a for a great cause for some great people. And uh, so it, it, we, it's our honor to do it, and we're looking forward to it. That's Thursday the twenty third, and uh, we'll definitely be posting up the details in the next couple of days. And uh, definitely contact Michael or Stephanie, and uh, we'll, we'll get this ball rolling some more. Get your pen out nine zero nine five seven nine ninety one forty nine or LA Fitness campus in Upland. Five to eight on Wednesday, or drop by Hatchery, man. It's a beautiful place, um, and like Jimmy said, we're we're just being thought of to do it. Good stuff, man. And you you guys are both doing great things. It's good to see someone that's passionate about something they care about, you know. And, and it still hit me when you said you went from another field and you got to do it, and you dealt with it a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. And you got into something that you were able to make a difference, and you made it your life. And that's that's awesome. I mean, it really is. Um, Good for you and, and thank you too, Steph. I mean, thank you. I know hopefully, you're very hopefully well. we can spread early, early prevention and detection. That really, to me, this is what I'm taking away from tonight. Yeah. Is uh, the earlier the better, and the better. Uh, and hopefully that that uh, one of the uh, the drugs and and the taking care of yeah. afterwards is awesome, but also I think the early early detention and prevention uh, has to be uh, focused on also. Yeah. Awareness. Yeah, and we're we're going to do and and the the funds that are raised again are going um, to Michael's toward Michael's team, and then a hundred percent of that money is going to go to local fund local research to help Mary Lou you know get out there and do her uh, her social work and and help folks for me to do my education. Our walk is on April twenty second. It's going to be at the Fontana Speedway. 
it's an evening walk, and we are we are hoping that we're going to have a really cool band that'll play um, in the evening to wrap us up. But it's going to be uh, it's a Saturday night. It's a Saturday night. Okay. Yeah, well, at the Fontana as, Speedway. As those uh, details come through, let us know. We will we'll let post, you know. We'll, and you can we'll come post. back. And that one I can make, guys. Yes, cool. We'll we'll definitely post that on our pages and uh, definitely uh, spread the word on that. Thank you. I hope you guys get a really huge crowd for the 23rd and do some great fundraising on that. I have rehearsals and I can't make it, but I would love to be there. And I just, I hope you get a big crowd out. I'll be texting you with pictures. Oh, good. Okay. Look at her. She's already already old school now. Someone would have said, I'll Facebook Live you. I'll Facebook Live you, Claudia. I'm going to send you a facsimile. Well, there we go. I'm going to send you a facsimile with a... I'm going to send it out by Morse code, just how great these guys are. uh, I love these guys. In three months, go to the library. We'll pull it up on Microfish. I'll put it on a floppy and give it to you as soon as I see you. Thanks for calling in, Claudia. Thanks, always, Claudia. Always great hearing from you. We're You're gonna get, We're going to get a play together soon, so we got. We definitely have to do another live yes, play. Yes, we do. Well, great, great. Yay. Excellent. All right. We'll see you later, Claudia. Thank, thanks for calling. We love you. <laughs> love you guys, too. Love Good night. Love you. Bye. Oh, Michael, Stephanie, thank you again for coming thank in. This has so been uh, very fun. informative and fun at the same time. Fun. It really did learn a lot. Took taking a lot away tonight. Cool. Here's the best Good. thing. I, I could really, this is no joke, I could sit here another hour or so just go on. I really could, but uh, they'll kick us out of here. <laughs> There's that. Make us and Michael's, Michael's looking at us like, really? It's it's getting early. We're going <laughs> to... Uh, oh, it's here since we'll, nine this morning. We'll get the hook. Michael's we'll been drag ready. Me out of here. Well, we're going we're gonna to post up uh, the flyer and some information uh, tomorrow. This pod, this uh, show will be up as a podcast tomorrow. I'll definitely tag everybody and definitely uh, tell all your friends to listen in on this one. This is definitely uh, some uh, need-to-know information on uh, care and preventative uh, preventative awareness. For sure. You guys are doing great stuff, man. Yeah, um, thank thanks you. for coming down. That's awesome. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks so much. All right. Jimmy, awesome again. We're done. That's Woo-hoo. it. Damn, right. it had to end. Another wrap. So uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for calling in, you guys. Uh, we'll be back next Monday, 9 to 11, right here on chaoticradio.com. I am Jimmy Shaw, and this is Roy Brewster. You guys all have a great week. Uh, be safe, and we'll see you then. Love you all. Hit them, baby. <laughs>